0: Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It is your Cape Crusader, Cody, and we are keeping it geekly with our new friend, Mick Byers. We're here to break down Royal Cheeks Issue 1 and everything in between. Mick, welcome to the stream. How are you doing today?
1: Doing pretty good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We are about to have a showdown at noon with this brand new Kickstarter. But before we do that, let's introduce who you are. How did you get into creating comics like what was some of your first uh, beginnings
1: um so my first two comics were uh superman number 50 volume 2 where uh lois accepts clark's proposal of marriage and silver surfer volume 354 where he faces off against uh the rhino in the new york city zoo uh, in the midst of the uh, Infinity Gauntlet Saga, and I was like, these oh. are absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is what I want to do. <laughs> oh, man, what great introductions. Uh, so, what was some of your uh, first, um, I mean, your first, like, steps towards creating comics? With, you know, with those, like, kind of, like, being, like, serving as, like, what, like, propelled you forward with, you know, your love for comics. Like, what was some of your first early steps towards creating them?
1: Um, I would do comics, like, on you know, just notebook paper in elementary school and uh, pass those around to my friends. And then in middle school, I upgraded to just, you know, copy paper where I didn't have the lines to help me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I just kind of like, I I was basically a basement dweller where I was like, I'm great. Everyone should respect what I do, but I don't need to practice at it or try. You know, I'm just i just waiting for people to give me the jobs I want. And then, uh, so I did a couple of webcomics online through, like, the early 2000s, uh, which were just, like, as half-assed as they could be, and why is no one responding to this crap I'm doing? And then in 2013, we took my daughter to Disney, and it's the first time I'd ever been to Disney, Mm -hmm. Disneyland in California, and, like, it honestly, it blew my mind. It, like... It was a life-changing experience and I got home from Disney. It was like, I actually need to put time and effort into making these things if I want people to read them. So I've been serious about comics since, since then.
0: Well, that is awesome. So what about Disney was uh, served, like served as the, the inspiration for you? Like uh, uh, anything in particular?
1: I lived in the Midwest my whole life in Kansas, uh, Missouri, Arkansas. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Disney was, like, the most multicultural experience of my life. It is the most people I've ever seen in a single place at a single time. It was a huge cross-section of the world, and every goddamn person there was wearing mouse ears. Like, this (laughs) character cut across all of those lines and barriers Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, you just don't see the places I grew up. So, it was like... I want to, you know, I want to tell stories that people relate to and affect them and, you know, can can reach them in a way that me complaining endlessly about, like, they're not doing my perfect version of Superman, you know, <laughs> can't, can't do.
0: So that, that is awesome, and I, I really do think that is a big impact, too. I'm, I'm from Ohio, so uh, we have a little bit, like, so, some cities that are a little bit more diverse with some of the colleges here, but uh, still, probably nothing as, like, immersive as, like, going to California. I know my significant other's from California, and she was telling me all the time, like, how just always, like, swamped it is with people from all over the world. Yeah, uh, yeah it's crazy. So, uh, you know, after you got back from Disney and you wanted to take things seriously, what was that next step for you?
1: Um it was mostly at that point it was actually drawing i grew up when people were like oh you're such a great artist and i was like yeah i know you know it's fine sing my praises, pat me on the back but i'm not gonna practice at it <laughs> like i'm just slightly better than than average you know so i feel like i don't need to work on it and like it was just drawing at that point um i started screaming on twitch around that time Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I started, I guess, watching people on Twitch. There was there's quite a few artists on there, and so it was watching them, and then deciding to stream on Twitch myself, uh, and meeting people through there. Um, Connor Hughes is the artist for White Ash. Uh, it's a pretty big Kickstarter book written by Charlie Stickney, and it, I think has some issues through Scout too. But I found him on. Twitch one day and started watching and hanging out with him. We, like, became friends, and uh, Charlie and Connor convinced me to launch my first Kickstarter in 2018, and, like, through the process of that, creating a single book from start to finish, figuring out a plan on how to release it, where to release it, what to do with it, like, that was... Like, just going through that process with someone to hold my hand the whole way Mm -hmm. is is really what, you know, changed things. It's like, oh, like, I could, I can do this. Like, this is not an impossible thing that, you know, you need to live, you know, in a big city to do. You need to have all these connections. Like, you can just do this stuff because the internet makes it possible.
0: No, absolutely. And... I, th- I love uh, that you uh, did stuff on Twitch. Twitch was like kind of where I began uh, a long time ago, about six years ago. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it is a nice place to meet some new people. Uh, and it was cool how it led you uh, uh, d- to the person who eventually helped lead you uh, to creating a Kickstarter. How was that experience for you uh, that first time, uh, you know, doing that from start to finish?
1: Uh, It was. It was very informative, like it wasn't difficult. At any point, outside of the difficulties I made for myself, Mm -hmm. um, and I was, you know, overly enthusiastic about stretch goals that no one cared about, I I didn't have a strong theme or brand for it, so, like, I was trying to, you know, make a comic for everyone, and market a Mm -hmm. comic to everyone, instead of, like, you know, this comic is going to appeal to these people, these are who I need to sell it for, like, that is definitely something I learned with my second book was, like, you know, pick an audience and go after that audience instead of, you know, just putting it out there. Um, relying on, like, family and friends, you know, for that first Kickstarter, whereas, like, my subsequent Kickstarters, you know, it's like I've built an audience that has shown up for a book instead of, like, all these guilt pledges, you know, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. so I guess I have to support this has been nice.
0: Yeah, that has to be surreal to, to have that following begin to, to, you know, circulate around your Kickstarters. Uh, I'm curious, what was the differences between the, the first Kickstarter and the second one in terms of, like, the story? Like, I know you said that second one, you kind of had it more directed towards the people that were going to be interested in that book. But, like, were there, like, big differences with the type of books it was?
1: Yeah, so the first book, um, Rovers, I describe as Firefly in the Time of the Fellowship. It is a... Uh high fantasy adventure set in the low places the DD party where everyone's backstories <laughs> are boring is uh, was my approach to it and mm-hmm. instead of doubling down on like that DD connection and trying to use that to promote to the book to the people who would be interested in it it was just you know haphazard and all over the place and it wasn't focused on you know and d it wasn't like it wasn't focused on any one thing my second kickstarter which i didn't do for three years that was 2018 yeah so my second was in 2021 and the story i did there is uh based on edgar rice burroughs barsoom uh the princess of mars story because uh, all of those are in the public domain, they're stories I grew up with, and I've always mm-hmm. had on this for. Uh, so I was like, "Well, I'd like to play around in that sandbox." And there's, you know, a pretty large, thriving Edgar Rice Burroughs community on Facebook. And it's like, when I first started that book, I was putting pages up on there just to share with other fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs, and. Uh, From the interactions and comments and talking with people there, I decided to put the book on Kickstarter. And so it funded much faster, uh, much bigger than Rovers did. I had a great interaction. I had people like after Rovers, everyone was like, okay, I got a book. and like, I got no feedback on Rovers. And it's like 90% of my audience there was family who was just like, okay, I'll back it because because it's big. Uh, but with He at Cock, which is the Edgar Rice Burroughs book, like, I had people who read the book reach out to me and be like, this is great, I loved it, when's the next one gonna be, what's the next one gonna be about, uh, and so I've done a second Kickstarter in that story, and, like, that's been my biggest Kickstarter to date, and, like, the response there was even bigger than the first time, when's the next one, I really like this, when's it gonna come out, what's it gonna be about, like, it was, uh, it was great. It was a great experience.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So how, how does it feel, though, to, to have essentially like, you know, your friends and families pledging for that first campaign, leading to having all these people asking you and begging you for the next issue? That has to be an awesome feeling.
1: Yeah. I mean, right. Like at my artistic journey is constantly chasing for outside validation. Mm-hmm. And I finally <laughs> found it. It's everything I've always wanted.
0: <laughs> you're, you're like, they love me. They love yeah. me. <laughs> I've arrived. <laughs> No, that is awesome. So how do we lead to a Spaghetti Western? I mean, this seems like a whole different type of story compared to the ones that you've written so far.
1: Uh, so this uh, "Royo Cheeks, I actually did back in 2020. Uh, I was working, I'd completed a book that was published through SourcePoint Press in 2019. I finished that book in September. Um, I'm a trophy husband, so... I don't need to work on... Like, I've been staying at home with my daughter since second grade. So it's not like I needed to produce comics to provide a living for my family. Uh, And so uh, after I finished Hollow, I just kind of, like, spent that school year at home um, not really working on anything. Uh, So then in spring 2020, this pandemic happened. My daughter got sent home from school, but, like, she still needed time to work on stuff mm-hmm. so it's like well i've got time to work on stuff too so i started working on "Royo cheeks then uh most did experiment with a new style um i tried to be a little cartoonier with it it's the first time i'd ever tried to color anything uh so it was a it was an experiment in a lot of different ways um so i was thinking about it as a graphic novel i got up to page like 27 28 done um I tried a work method, I guess, on page mm-hmm. 26. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'd like to try this on a, on a separate thing. So I stopped working on Royo, and I moved over to He at Conquer, which was my first uh, Barsoom Kickstarter. And I was like, well, I'm just going to do a page or two to try and like figure out like this new workflow and see if I like this new workflow. And I ended up doing a whole book in a couple weeks uh, because the art's pretty simple. (laughs) So, like, it came together very quickly, and I just Mm -hmm. kept going with it. I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) So, like, I kept chasing that story down. um, And then I'm working on a couple different books right now. And, like, I've had Royo, I've had 27 pages of Royo done since 2020. Um, And so, then this year after my second Mars Kickstarter, I was like, I'm not going to have. Enough time to pull together Mars Three, but I'd still like to run another book this year. And I was like, I've got, I've got Royo just sitting there. So I actually went back backwards to that project instead of, you know, oh, this is the next story I want to tell.
0: You know, uh, it almost feels like it would be, it, it would almost be like a, a nicer change of pace to do that, though. Like that way, you you already have a foundation to work off of, right?
1: Yeah, like it's. It's interesting in that, like, uh, I like to bounce around. Like, Mm -hmm. I did those four issues for Source Point, and I did all four issues, you know, back to back to back. And so by the time I got to the fourth issue, like, I hated everything about that story. I was sick of drawing these characters. I was sick of drawing these settings. I was tired of the story just everything about it was exhausting to me and I think that's part of the reason I didn't end up doing anything for months on end after that uh but so then with Roy it was like I wanted to try something very different just Mm -hmm. to you know get away from anything similar and then Mars 2 was like another step past that where like I'm not even trying people that look human anymore you know when it's like how do i make that uh interesting and engaging
0: no no i i I totally get that and you know i i myself am a trophy husband too i only work like two days a week so uh, i'm you know (laughs) i stay home with my children a lot and i'm very fortunate for that and uh you know it's it's almost i you know for me if i'm not changing the pace up it feels like it's it's what's the word i'm looking for i feel like i'm stuck in it you know what i mean like yeah um yeah and and it feels like you might be similar in that nature like we almost have to bounce back and forth yeah i feel like like, yeah go ahead
1: i feel like i'm being held hostage by a project if like (laughs) it takes too long to do like anytime i sit down to work on a page like my this may not be great but like my biggest concern is how fast can i finish this like The more time I spend here is less time I'm doing stuff that's actually interesting. Like my least favorite part of a book to draw is the cover because Mm -hmm. it's so many hours. It's so much work into a single image. And I just, I've, I've never drawn a cover that I enjoyed. And I was like, that is a good cover. Like that, there's storytelling. There's this, it's like, it's just a cover. Like I get, I get nothing from cover. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so uh, what's uh the, the creative process look like for you as uh not only the writer but the artist the color the colors and the letterer for this
1: um so my process is throwing stuff away drawing it throwing stuff away like it's very wasteful i don't uh i don't do a full script i don't even do a script really um so for Royo, uh with most stories, with most stories, I either have a moment I want to work towards or a moment I want to work from. Like, this is the moment of the book. How do I justify it or how do I build on it? Like, that, that is my approach. So for Royo, uh, I started with the beginning. It's like, I know I want this lady in a stagecoach doing something she shouldn't, running away from something, but why? And so then the rest of the story is justifying why is she on the stage coach trying to get away from something? So, uh, I start there. I'll write down just a ton of ideas. I'll go through and I'll thumbnail pages. It's like, in more of like a stream of conscious thing. Like, okay, this is what I know I want on the first page. So what I want to happen on the second page, what does that tell me happens on the third page? How does that affect the fourth page? So I'll go through and I'll thumbnail out the whole book. Um, at that point, I'll, uh, dialogue it like I'll just write it as like one long running conversation what is everyone saying uh, with minimal to no you know stage notes direction when I get to the end of that then I'll go back to my pages with that dialogue string and I'll start like okay this is what I can say on the first page this will be the second page mm-hmm. well now I need a new third page so I'll move this around and so then I re-thumbnail the book around the time I dialogue it then I'll go through and I'll draw it like page by page and then when I get to the end it's like well I need to cut out these six pages and draw up new ones or I need to add pages here and uh, so I usually end up with multiple completed pages that no longer fit into the story when I get done with the project
0: I got you do you have any plans to like repurpose those at any point like in the future or
1: uh only as, like, if I did, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. or, you know, director's cut stuff. But for the most part, like, no, they're they're dead to me.
0: <laughs> I don't need <laughs> them anymore. So, uh, can you give us a little bit about what the story is without spoiling too much?
1: Uh, so, Royo Cheeks, Ted Lasso, Spaghetti Western. Um, how would I describe it outside of that? Uh... Um, yeah, no problem. Let me finish this answer. Uh, I wanted to do a Western partly because uh, I resist the idea that, like, one man following his own code of ethics and morals, you know, can tame the West and tell people how it's done and, like, all this nonsense. And what I wanted to do with Royo is, like, it is the power of community confronting threats that you know provides mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to introduce Royo into this world where uh, when people are met with violence their first response is to respond with violence and Royo steps in and is like but what if we didn't what if we respond with kindness instead what if we respond with understanding instead what if we don't just immediately give back what we're getting and try to find a different way. And like, how does that affect the community? How does that affect, uh, you know, her? How does it affect the people of the town kind of thing? All right. I do need a lot him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not,
0: not, not a problem. Yeah. Not a problem. So how is everybody doing? Thank you all for tuning in to yet again another fantastic interview. Uh, just to give, give you guys a recap, we are on interview 155, and we're going to be introducing... Some pretty cool things uh, in the future to come. I'm going to be looking at bringing back the podcast where we cover a couple comic books a day uh, and some geek culture news uh, pertaining to video games and everything else. Like kind of you know like movies, TV shows, and uh, all that fun stuff. Um, big shout out to CM Holy over on Twitch, stopping to say the best comic interviews on YouTube and Twitch. That's my man. Check him out. Chris Moses uh, has a campaign running uh, for the Bogart, so check that out. A nice little horror story. Uh, how's everybody doing though? Everybody, uh, hope you all are having a fantastic, fantastic Friday morning. I know like yesterday for whatever reason, I was, uh, stuck on the fact that it was a Friday, but it was Thursday. I don't know if anyone else has run into that issue. Um, it could be me just adjusting to, uh, my new glasses. Um, I don't know. Yesterday was kind of a haze. Uh, it definitely is, um, it's hard wearing, uh, contacts for like a couple years straight and then getting into the the routine of wearing glasses excuse me like it felt like my whole entire body was like i don't even know how to explain i mean my peripherals was like just like out of whack so hard But no a lot of cool things we are in the works of getting some stickers uh printed out that's a little behind the scenes for you guys um i'm looking at different vendors uh we have uh our shirts are near the end of uh, the quality testing phase you know, I've washed them several times and they've came out beautiful every time. Uh, no, no, no wear at all. No shrinking. Uh, and quality was a big concern for me to make sure I was giving you guys the best product possible for my brand. Yeah, really outside of that, we just have, uh, I, you know, I think we have over 50, 60. Oh, and we are back. So let me go back. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. That gave me a nice little uh, segue for like a uh, keeping a geekly recap. <laughs>
1: Is the danger of being a trophy husband is that there's always a thousand things to do around
0: my house? <laughs> oh no, I know, and my cat's like I- I'll hear bellowing, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like I'm like shh, keep it, keep it down, <laughs> man, keep it down, keep it down. So, what are some of the influences we can see within this? You know, before we dive and pull up the Kickstarter, um, what, what type of influences did you pull from when creating this?
1: Um, I knew I wanted it to be cartoonier than my usual work. Um, not that I tend towards photorealism, um, but my typical work is more realistic, um, and I wanted to keep things very loose, um, exaggerated more than I usually do. Uh, I've never read like a lot of Archie comics as a kid, um, but I've recently found that style to be very appealing, Um, like the old Dan DiCarlo, Dan Parent, Stan Goldberg uh, work, and this doesn't, this isn't remotely like that, but (laughs) I found it as like a source of inspiration for it in terms of like how their features are and the kind of movement and life they get out of their characters and settings and stuff.
0: Oh, absolutely absolutely so I think right now let's go ahead and pull it up and see some of those influences come to life let's uh go ahead and check out this kickstarter we are looking at royal cheeks issue one a ted lasso spaghetti western a bride heads west to her groom but varmints waylay her coach and so miss cheeks comes to aurora uh, it's currently looking at 2423 dollars of a pledge goal of 1000 congratulations we were talking about this earlier but this is so awesome you're almost triple your goal with five days to go how are you feeling right now
1: I'm feeling really good about it. It's not... Uh, it'll actually end up being my smallest Kickstarter today. date. Um, but I'm really... I'm really happy with it. I wasn't... I knew it wasn't going to do the same numbers as my Martian Kickstarters. Um, it doesn't have the same content. Westerns mm-hmm. are a tougher sell on Kickstarter. It is a little cartoonier. Uh, it isn't... You know, it's like a PG... PG 13 rating depending on you know how you respond to violence, but probably PG. So like none of it is really Kickstarter's target audience, but like it's still found its audience and mm-hmm. there are people who are excited for it. Like that's that's really that's really what I want from from the books and stories I do. Like I want people to be, you know, excited and looking forward to them and like she she has found that niche
0: no absolutely 58 backers too with five days to go so definitely have found a group of people who love this content uh that that is so awesome man i I love uh when you could break away uh from a more you know from a a genre that you're writing and still have a a good following back in you you know that that has to be an awesome feeling
1: no yeah it's great
0: So, uh, Royal Cheeks is a genuine, full-color, 32-page adventure, serial-written, drawn, and colored by Mick Byers, creators of Mick Comics. Uh, do you want to give us a little breakdown of Mick Comics as well?
1: Um, so, it's really just me. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) a Mick. (laughs) So, I make Mick Comics. Um, I don't remember when I decided on that handle as, like, uh, my go-to, but, uh, I did. (laughs)
0: So this is the first installment in a four-issue series. Be sure to rustle up this Ted Lasso spaghetti western and see for yourself. So here are some of the interior pages stretched out a little bit larger for you guys to check out. Yes, yeah, so I-
1: that's the first five pages, four pages. I think I did five pages, and like that is, like that is that is the first idea of Royo. Like this sequence was always very clear in my mind. Mm-hmm. And everything after this is when I started writing the book. Like the the major difference between Royo as it is now and Royo as I originally drew it is that it was it was pornographic in nature. Like Royo and Whipcord weren't talking in the stagecoach during this opening sequence. They were they were entertaining each other in other.
0: ways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But so, uh, part of the reason it is it is PG now is that uh, my daughter's not interested in reading anything I do. Like, she's 17, mm-hmm. so I feel like she could handle most of what I've done. But she's still not interested in it. Like, this, she would be interested in. Um, and the conventions I've gone to, how many people come by the table? Like, do you have anything on here for children? And I have to say, this book, maybe if they only read the first story... And like squint a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, and being able to have something now on the table that can you know, be like, Yes, this absolutely, you know, a child could could pick this up and read it like that. That is one of the goals for Royo, and uh, one of the things I'm most excited about, you know, having it done in like in a physical book now.
0: You know, uh, we were talking earlier, and you said, Yeah, you, uh, you know, validation was big for you. There's no better validation than. One that comes from your child, so I yeah. definitely can. I could really respect respect <laughs> that, you know, uh, having the having her have the availability to to finally read like some of your work and, and and check it out. That has to be the best feeling in the world. Yeah,
1: yeah, that I'm really looking forward to.
0: And then uh the backing board sketches too. So these, I, I love these two. So uh these are going to be included with a, a tier. Uh, the or, uh, so uh,
1: I did them as add-ons. Um, okay. I was. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was like just sitting around. I was like, well, you know, I'll just draw, uh, some doodles on some backing boards. Um, Mm -hmm. and then this campaign had started, but because the book was done, I wasn't making any art for it. Like I wasn't sharing any new art that I hadn't shared before. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, I've been having fun just doing these sketches. Um, so I'll do, I'll do some of these. And, uh, part of the reason they look so different from the book itself is that i'm already kind of thinking of that project i want to do next after the next project <laughs> you know like i'm two or three projects down and mm-hmm. so i've been looking at art styles for that project already and it's like you know i'll, I'll practice with that but with this current project
0: no i i, um, I, I get I, lo- I love uh how you work that into like how, how you uh Dabble in the different styles and get the get the different techniques worked out. It's kind of like what you did with Royal Cheeks, right? You uh, knocked this out way back in the day, but then you came out with a book first, and then came back to it. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then cycle back around to it. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing these sketches, and I was like, I don't want them just sitting around. So uh, you know, I thought, oh well, I'll just put them up there as as add-ons. So mm-hmm.
0: um, pretty smart those- that you did did them on the the backing boards too. You know what I mean? That that was pretty genius
1: yeah right because it's like it's already paper (laughs) I use. (laughs) like the times i've gone to conventions and done sketches it's like well if i just put it on a backing board i already have a bag of the appropriate size here Mm -hmm. or it's a shape that like you already plan for in your you know storage and decorating so i don't it's it's a win it's a win for everyone involved
0: so real quick are the uh kickstarter tiers on the side are there any images or anything that correlate with them on the bottom or are they just all on the side
1: um, there are, like, if you scroll down, yeah, like, I've got little cutouts, or, uh, they're pretty far down. They're going to be after the add-ons and everything. Oh, right here? Yes, so that's other stories I've done. Hollow Rovers and, uh, Queen of Mars.
0: Here, well, real quick, let's go through these tiers, and then we'll, we'll, we'll scroll, we'll, we'll cover this, too. Okay, yeah. Alright, so we are looking at, uh, for the Digital Deluxe, uh, uh, PDF... Uh, pledge $8 or more, and then you're going to get the Genuine Deluxe Digital PDF, a 32-page adventure, a 15 or more, you're going to get the physical, uh, this is the physical copy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so that's going to be the physical copy with the cover I did, which is what we're looking at now, and then for 20 you can get either the uh, Connor Hughes cover, which is that one, or the Emily Pearson cover, which is that one.
0: And then for 40 or more, the town uh, founder, that's the early bird all in. Is this uh, still available or?
1: It is because I accidentally set it to (laughs) quantity, not time. So that early bird runs the length of the campaign.
0: Hey, let's go. Let's go. And then uh, what's that all going to get you?
1: Uh, So the town founder, you'll get uh, one of each book, um, not the sketch cover. You'll get the other three covers. You'll get a, uh, uh, I'm going to do, my plan is to do a map in the back of the book, uh, Mm -hmm. such as is a setting I plan on returning to. So the early bird town founder will, you'll get a, a street named after you.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. And then the residential all-in 50 or more, one smart cookie grabbing up all of these beautiful covers like you done. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for moving into the Ario town and making it a thriving metropolis as it surely will be. So uh, this is going to get you- uh, So on
1: um, the town map then, like, we'll mm-hmm. have a directory of the residents, so, like, you'll have an address, and I'll send you out, like, a deed to your property. So oh, that is
0: so find cool. Your,
1: find your house on the town map.
0: I don't think anyone has ever done anything like this, like a, uh, a it map. It felt pretty fun to me. It felt yeah. like
1: a good idea. I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of excited about this.
0: So, 65 or more, you're going to get the McComics Library?
1: Yes, yeah, so that'll be an issue of Royo, uh, a trade paperback for Hollow, an issue of of rovers, and then uh, one of each on my uh, Martian book. So it's, you know, everything I've done to date, that's you, you'll get in that McComics library.
0: And then the 100 or more Resident of Distinction all in.
1: Yeah, so my uh, stretch goals is something I struggle with on Kickstarters. I never know what to do really, and frequently I'll pick stretch goals that lose me money mm-hmm. instead of generating excitement uh so with this one i wanted to do a paper doll because again like kind of harking back to those uh archie comics like you know model millie my friend irma you know it's Mm -hmm. like kids could design outfits and send them in and that's how they would draw them in the books and then they'd have like you know paper doll cutout sections so it's like oh i'd want to i want to do something like that so that resident distinction all in you'll get you know your town address know deed and everything but then i'll also do like a custom paper doll figure oh that's really cool you know, on a character of your uh design
0: mm-hmm. that's really cool and then the sketch cover so this is a really cool one too i like this a whole lot so uh are you gonna do any character from the series or any character that they want for this um
1: any character they want really i mean like the times i've done sketch covers i've said you know like hey you can i'll, I'll draw anything like i don't mm-hmm. You know, like, you want Superman on here, I'll draw Superman. Uh, but most of the time, like the sketch covers I've gotten, you know, they've wanted someone from the book itself, which has always been nice.
0: Absolutely. And then pledge 200 or more, The Western Adventure.
1: All right, so on The Western Adventure, it was something I did with the last Mars book, uh, where I will draw, you know, like, you would come up with, like, a one- or two-page story and I'll draw that, and you know I'll send you like an eleven-seven, an eleven by seventeen print of each page uh, of your own uh, adventure. So I had a, a someone take me up on the last one. I've had two people take me up on the on the Royo Cheeks one, um, and I've already kind of talked to one guy about it. It's like I think it'll be a lot of fun.
0: That is so cool. Yeah, that is awesome.
1: And again, it's like it's kind of comes from that point that like I always prefer to do sequentials over pinups and covers. So it's mm-hmm. like. If I'm going to produce art, I would rather it be, you know, a page telling a story. And so I'm really excited about getting into those. I really No, those
0: absolutely. Things. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and check out some of these add-ons as well. So these are some of the uh, co- comics that you were talking about earlier. Yes. Yeah, so um,
1: rovers is it's a collection of three issues, like uh, three separate stories, each 22 pages um, that I did. As my first Kickstarter. Um, Hollow was a Lovecraftian take on the legend of Sleepy Hollow. That was published by SourcePoint Press back in 2020. Um, The Witch Katrina Van Tassel. must protect her village from the Warlock Ichabod Crane. And then Queen of Mars. Uh, The first issue is just called He May Yet Conquer. Because I hadn't decided to make it a series yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, oh, the Jassumi and the Barsumi in there, like... The the books themselves make frequent mention that no one is wearing clothes. And I do enjoy drawing naked people. So I was like, I will draw a version that's book accurate and no one's wearing clothes. But then, not everyone wants that. So the Barsoomian, no one is wearing clothes. The Jassumian, everyone's wearing clothes. And those names are, uh, like, Barsoom is what they call, the Martians call Mars. and Jassum is what the Martians call Earth. So that's where I came with this.
0: Oh, that uh, is cool. I, I like Frank's- how... I, oh, sorry. No, sorry. Yes, I was going to say I like how you offered both too. Uh normally like uh we would see a say for work just cover. Um yeah. but like the fact that you did like the whole book like was that a lot of work for you? Mm,
1: the art in that book is not complex.
0: Mhm. Uh
1: so like it actually it wasn't. Uh it's it's mostly a conversation between two characters. So Got you. Uh it was easy enough to do as I drew it. Um the second book, Queen of Thurns, um, is only offered as a uh not safe for work version because I didn't have many takers on the Jassume version. So you can get Queen of Thurns as a Jassumean version digital only, not in and, uh, and uh, that one actually too. was a lot of work. Like there was just so much more going on in this story that it took much longer to go through and put clothes back on everybody.
0: I love the the throne too. Like the the bodies laying on the floor and then her just sitting on the throne.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like I I do not like covers, but I do like that one. That one was. Fun.
0: <laughs> and then here are some of the prints as well. And a patch. Oh, you got you got a lot of cool merch. I I really yeah. like this merch. And yeah, then trading guys, cards trading too. Cards,
1: yeah. They were they were a lot of fun.
0: And then a little bit about the catalog too. So are uh, okay. So here are the images. My apologies. Yeah, they're, they're, so, they're, so so you yeah. you did have them underneath. Yeah. I just didn't scroll far enough.
1: Yeah, they're pretty far down there.
0: Oh man, yeah. This paper doll is gonna be really cool too. Now that I see like the visual of it. Well, oh, that is awesome. So, is this uh, the, the Kickstarter in its entirety? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, let's go ahead. Uh, we'll back out. And let's get ready to wrap things up. So, now that we've kind of gone through the Kickstarter and broke down the tiers, what would you say to anyone who's maybe on the fence about backing to help push them over?
1: Uh, you know, that was a very good question that I've never actually considered before. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't you love fun and adventure? What's your problem? Uh <laughs> can be, always be combative with your customers. That's the key to success. Uh I don't I don't actually know. I mean like it's a uh fun western adventure where I try to invert uh standard western tropes with a uh out of the ordinary protagonist. Um, I guess I don't. I actually have no idea.
0: <laughs> no, it looks like a really fun read too. I think. Uh, I think just the fact that it's a, a nice, fun, like spaghetti western, and, and you're you're funding, uh, you know, a person's passion. That's that. That in itself should be enough to help push you over that edge. If not that, just share it. Sharing on Twitter, Facebook, word of mouth is 100 percent free. And I'm sure there's going to be someone out there who loves uh, westerns uh, enough to back it as well. So. Uh, Real quick, Mick, before we wrap things up completely, what's next for you on the horizon? I know you were talking about, uh, you know, some of those doodles and sketches were for a project in the works. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I'm currently working on another Lovecraft theme book where I'm just doing the art. Um, A friend of mine, Clay Adams, he's done PBOW, Red Xmas. They've all been on Kickstarter, too. Um, he's actually writing the story. So we're going to launch that together in uh, September. In uh, mid, mid to late September, I think. Um, for me personally, um, after I finish this book up, I'm going to start on Mars 3. So that I can launch that next year in uh, February. And then after that, uh, kind of something more in that Martian vein. I'm thinking of like a kind of like Tarzan-esque Jungle Girl Sheena adventure book uh, that I'm looking at doing middle of next year. Uh, and then past that, it just kind of depends on what else shows up and, like, what, what takes my fancy because, again, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm a trophy husband. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have the luxury of doing what I want to do. Uh, and so, yeah, after that, I probably will do uh, – the next Mars issue three will kind of wrap up the first story arc, so I'll probably do a collected edition for that uh, in the end of the year. And that collect, like the Mars books right now, are black and white, but that collected edition I'm gonna do in color. So uh, after Mars three, am going gonna pass it off to a colorist. I'm not gonna color; it's too much. Uh, but I'll get that trade done up.
0: No, that is awesome. That is awesome. I appreciate you stopping by and breaking down uh, Royal Cheeks, everything in between, and uh, just your history of creating, you know, comics. Uh, Before we wrap things up completely, though, I always love asking a question in particular, because as much as this is a podcast to break down you and your book, it's also a nice learning platform for anyone who might be new uh, to the creating, you know, comic scene. So uh, with that being said, for anyone out there who's just getting started for the first time, and maybe they're just struggling getting going with it. What type of, of advice would you offer them to help them get motivated? Excuse me, words today. To get motivated to just start?
1: Uh, honestly, you just have to fucking draw. Like, I spent two solid decades bemoaning the fact that no one was giving me the job I wanted, even though I didn't deserve it. And I was like, but but I'm great. But it's like, it wasn't until I just started drawing every day. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to draw anything like just draw what you want to draw and eventually you'll want to draw more like I don't like cars I don't like horses I don't like things that aren't hands faces or people and to make stories I need to draw more and I have so much fun drawing what I do enjoy I can draw the things I don't enjoy and create books so like you just you just gotta do it. Like, I like. There are days and days and days when I would sit at my computer and just endlessly whinge about all the work it was gonna take. And it was like, "Well, me I'll just watch this next episode of a show and then I'll draw after that." And it's like, if you find yourself doing that, it's not gonna happen. If you're not drawing, it's not gonna happen. You just need to draw.
0: I feel so attacked right now. That's like me with my editing and stuff. I'll be like, you know, let me let me watch this, you know, I let me I need to unwind. Let me let yeah, me watch this yeah, episode. Right? And then, would, then after that
1: <laughs> I would be at work and it's like if they sent me home early from work right now, I would get so much done. I'd get so much done if they'd send me home. And then they would send me home from work early and I'd be like, well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna dick around on the internet. Let me play a game. Let me let me relax a little bit. And like I still continue to get nothing drawn
0: and then it's like bedtime and you're like son of a bitch. Yeah, like yeah ah,
1: where'd all my time go you know tomorrow i'll get it I'm like no i wasn't gonna get it tomorrow if i didn't do it today i wasn't gonna do it tomorrow either
0: no absolutely i think that is some awesome advice and guys do not waste any time be sure to check out this kickstarter because you only have five days left before it is completely done and over where are people going to be able to check out these books after the Kickstarter's done
1: Um, I don't actually have an online store. Um, the next place to check these books out will be my next Kickstarter or just send me a message on, you know, any social media platform where I am and, you know, I'll talk to you there. Like I don't, I don't have the volume of sales that I feel like, you know, a store is necessary, uh, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, might be, uh, God, I can't think of the word.
0: You know, I might be underselling myself
1: there, but I don't. Uh, so it's either Kickstarters or just send me a message on, you know, socials. And uh, like, what do you want? I'll mail it to you.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mick, I really appreciate you stopping by, breaking everything down. This has been such a fantastic talk. Everyone watching, it is a beautiful Friday. I hope you have an awesome day. But most importantly, keep it geekly.